KTR underscore podcast, hashtag KTR. We are KTR. We are back and we are in the building for episode 50. Yes, that is right. 5-0, episode 50 of Know the Roast podcast. It's been a long journey. It's been a long time coming, but we are here and we are back yet again to deliver y'all some wrestling news for this episode. And for today, my brothers, I'm with Big Harv and J-Bo himself. How are y'all doing today? Doing terrific, Big Dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We live, baby. We live. Yes, we are. We live like channel five plus a zero on the side, which means 50. But before we start with this episode, y'all got to do this one simple favor for us before we dive into these topics, and that is to follow all social media platforms, KTR underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, No Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, No The Rose Podcast, all podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, we on everything, and don't forget to get your merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash KTR podcast. This episode 50. Let's get to business. First off, first and foremost, let's get into the nitty-gritty. We're gonna start off big, we're gonna start off huge because this is the big episode of Know the Rose Podcast. And so let's it's a big episode, big news, big money. We're gonna start off with the biggest topic of the day, and that is. Naomi and Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start with that real quick. When all this first happened, and what uh, actually, because you know, when doing live tweeting with the wrestling shows, I'm the person that mainly does Raw and SmackDown. So I was the first one to witness it and see everything that was happening and relate over to my co-host. So with that, um, on Dirty Raw, uh, they were mentioning uh, Adam Pierce said a couple weeks back saying that uh, Naomi and Sasha had left. I'm like, okay, you know, you know, just they just say on the show, you think it's just, you know, a regular work, quote unquote, you know, just part of the show. Then it started getting a little deeper. Yeah. They, they legit left the building even before the show happened, where in the street is. And with this whole thing that's been going on, no, uh, I like to say, I, we all have been remaining quiet on social media because, like I said, don't want to say the wrong thing, don't want to come up with any accusations about the whole situation. Hey, we just wanted to wait until we were in an actual setting and let some uh, time pass by so we can regulate our thoughts and think about this before we gave our opinion on this situation. As we can see now, clearly this is not a work. This is real life. There looks like there might be some tension between the two parties. Uh, they relinquished their women's tag team titles. Uh, they are currently not getting paid for the time being for not being on the show. Uh, their contracts are actually coming up in, to an end. Not sure when that actual date is, but it is coming up. And so with that... Um, overall, like basically, how do y'all feel about this situation and especially how it's being portrayed with the media because it's, it's all over the place now? Like, everybody's mm-hmm. speaking on, like, even like, every major you no know, media station besides the USA Network has been shoot. TMZ said ESPN said something is it's, it's getting big, and mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense for the platform of these women wrestlers that they are on 
it is a big deal. So, like I said, how do y'all feel about the situation going on currently? I'll speak on it first. But I know Harv already don't really care too much about the women tax straps anyway. Uh, but I, I want to acknowledge a lot of the rumors that's been out there because it was quite interesting. Uh, one of the biggest rumors I heard was what Sasha's and Naomi's suggestion against Laurinaitis and the writing team suggestion. The suggestion from, and this is all rumors, but the suggestion from Sasha and the Naomi party was that Naomi was supposed to win that six pack challenge. And then Sasha was going to support her up until the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And then the new team of Nikki and Piper Niven, a Dewdrop, was going to interfere in the match and then cause Naomi the match leading up to the next tag team title feud. That way, everyone will still look strong and the scenario works out. But what was offered was that Naomi was still going to win the six-pack challenge, but Sasha was going to go over to SmackDown to do Ronda Rousey's open challenge and get decimated. And then Naomi was going to go to Hell in the Cell and get decimated. And then the tag team championship would have just happened eventually. In other words, the tag team, the women's tag team champions were just going to be used as, I don't know, amused to just make singles women's champions look stronger. So granted, if that's real or not, and Sasha and Naomi, their party didn't really care too much for if if what's true is that they walked out because they clearly had differences, what do you expect? Um, as we've talked about so much on the show, the women's tag team title has been popular for all of five seconds. And that was when the titles came about. And since then, there was no real focus in it. And it doesn't look like, especially with the direction that it is going, it's not going to change for the better. So I understand the frustration, especially since, you know, we care so much for the belt, but what do you expect to happen? And now, you know, Sasha has a history of, you know, hey, look, I don't like this. I will walk out because, you know, she's Teflon Don to an extent. And Naomi's now a part of it since her contract is almost up. I don't know what they were planning to accomplish since they did all this for championships that honestly never really had a focus in the first place. So that's how I feel about it. It just I don't know what you expected from it. Um, you know, I, I support Sasha all day. I got a post of her and Bianca from main events in WrestleMania in my office. Dope, but I, I just don't know what they expected from it. I do that. Yeah, I, I really don't see the point of it. Um, I don't see... If we look back in time, let's go back to when the, the, the titles debuted or even to the reign of... Um, who was it? The, the, the Iconics. The Iconics, they, yeah. And they didn't do anything. Uh -huh. literally off tv for what a month uh -huh. off TV for like a month came back won a, a match went off tv again then came back and lost the titles the titles have never mattered we can even compare it to the men's tag titles where you can look back countless times and see where the tag champions have jobbed out to a solo challenger for the title not even normally the champ unless they're heel champions yeah. and <clears throat> And both of them get decimated by one guy. It, 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 it never makes sense. And it always diminishes tag team wrestling. But we know WWE doesn't care about tag team wrestling. Um, I'm, I stand with the talent because of the track record, in my opinion. Uh, they, they don't care about the titles like the stars don't care about, uh, like, like the stars do. They, they care about the titles. They, they carry those titles with pride. Um, mm -hmm. We talked recently about the mid-card titles not getting that respect. Um, the WWE doesn't see the value in the titles like the people who hold the titles see that value. So yep. uh, 
I feel like they did what they had to do. Again, like you said, uh, their contracts are coming up, so I'm guessing they just took the ball and went home because, I mean, you know, maybe they don't plan on resigning. Maybe they're mm-hmm. trying to see if they get more money when they resign. I don't know, but they both have plenty of options. Naomi is immensely talented. Uh, Sasha is Sasha. They gonna mm-hmm. land regardless of what happens. Um, it's it's really just WWE dropping the ball. It, it sounds plausible that they wanted to job them out to the women's champions. You know what I'm saying? It, it just sounds plausible, and it also sounds plausible that they were gonna put those tag titles on the back burner in order to do that because they've done it before. We see it. Yeah. And the fact that they are blowing it up to the proportion that they have, the fact that they tweeted that little tweet out about the stuff happening, which they rarely do. We've had people walk out all the time. People ask for their release and it never blows up this big. I feel like that's that's damning, too. Like, why is it such a big deal to y'all? that <laughs> These two women walked out of the company. It happened a while ago now. It's still making regular rotations. I just don't get what the point of that. Why are you keeping that alive? You know? In- Corey Graves, they was giving him a whole lot of flack for what he said on commentary, but he came out and said, oh, what I said was a whole lot less uh, vigorous than what was actually told to me to say about it. So, yeah, they're definitely yeah. making a and huge news. Like, when does that happen? That, that a person walks out of the company and then they mention it on live on live TV during the show. That, that, that doesn't happen. Right, that's yeah. why I didn't think it was a whole real ordeal because I'm like nobody really announces like something right like that case happening in live television during the show. But it, it is weird, caught me off guard. Like I said, with that, I also do support uh Sasha Nell and the talent as well with this thing because it's just you you look you look at it right now, you just just look at just specifically just the women division in their roster. It's it's slim to none right now. It's it's damn near depleted. Like you, you still have a number of superstars out currently. Uh, you have you have a couple just uh, came back with Alexa Bliss, but everybody is just in with uh, Oscar too as well. Okay, that saved you for a second, but still, like you have people like Charlotte Flair who's going to be gone for a period of time because due to her getting married, you have somebody Bailey is still on the shelf because she's recovering from an ACL injury. And besides that, everybody else, you know, okay, you brought back Alexa Bliss and you brought back Oscar. All the other women that you have basically are, haven't been built yet or they're just getting into the business from being brought from to the main card. And right now it's just, you haven't worked on your roster. You already putting the tag team tiles on the back burner currently right now. You bring it back Ronda Rousey for some odd reason. I have no idea, I guess, for fanfare and things like that, you know, numbers, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, you know that you need these two women with Sasha Banks and Naomi. Sasha has immense star power. Like, she yes, top five and everything. This, this woman was at the ESPYs for y'all. She's doing all these media showings for y'all you know like she she is a big name the head honcho of your business like she's definitely like if not top five definitely top 10 people that you need within the mm-hmm. WWE and so right. if y'all That's- don't re-sign her and she goes somewhere else you're gonna be hurt mm-hmm. think about it and think about it and make sure she doesn't have even have to go to rest like an AEW or anything else she could just be just going to movies or something like that. She just could just be a, just a well-known, like, influencer on social media, anything like that. She's going to be big on her own regards in the, the day. 
And with Naomi, you know, she's still, she's a hell of a talent too in the ring as well. So she does decide to sign somewhere else, then you're hurt. But at the same time, also, you know, with all this going on, she just be like, you know what? I might feel like I'm done with y'all now. I'm like going through this hoopla and stuff that y'all been putting me through for years on and years out, you know? And also, uh, she might want to start a family possibly too as well. You know, you can think about that. So like, you just, you mainly just, forcing that idea and option onto her even more because of the blatant disrespect that y'all based on now to her currently right now at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my two cents on that. Y'all have anything else to touch on real quick? No, no. amazing. And if this goes south to the point where they don't sign them because they don't feel like they're going to get the respect, not just for them, but for the championships within the women's division, as you both have mentioned, it's going to be a big hit, not just for the women's division, but for their roster in total. Yeah. Speaking of that, another thing that took a big hit within the WB is their ticket sales with the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. That's coming up on the 4th of July weekend in Las Vegas. It was supposed to be at the Raiders football stadium where they had SummerSlam at last year. But uh, due to the fact, I guess, since they feel like they didn't sell enough tickets, you know, it's a big 60,000 plus attendee stadium. And it currently, I think they sold around 16,000. And with it being um, coming up in a month, I guess they just feel like they need to move it real fast. Oof. Yeah. And so that, you no, know, it's going to be at the MGM Grand Arena at the MGM Hotel, smaller venue. Not too happy about it or excited because it is a small venue, but it is what it is. But with that, uh, there's two things I got on there. First off, um, Actually, this is the main question. How do you feel about uh, them trying to make the money in the bank one of the basically big four pay-per-views, but it's not paying out to be that? Like, it's not. Money in the bank that. has that potential to be that? They keep botching it. Like, it hasn't been as important as they've wanted it to be in a long time. Yeah. It hasn't been. They keep giving it to people, taking it off of people. Um, people aren't really capitalizing with it. It's not building stars like it was supposed to be used for. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting event, but because they, they, they definitely dropped the ball on Otis, dropped the ball, the they ball. dropped the ball on Otis. They he should have won. They he should have won. They did. They dropped the ball. You can go back to Sandow. They dropped the ball with Sandow. I'm not saying Sandow should have won the title, but they dropped the push after that. It's yeah. inconsistent. That is what the result of inconsistency is. We see how inconsistent it is. Your fan base sees how inconsistent it is. Why would they want to turn out for that? Mm-hmm. Not 6,000 people flying into Vegas to go see it. I mean, it's because it's it's exciting. It's going to be a good match. But then what happens after? It's not going to be a history-making moment because they're not going to capitalize on it. So you don't feel like you're going to see anything. You're not going to see, oh, he's going to be the next big guy. He's going he's gonna to be the next one to come they they 50 50 everybody you never know they give the title to whoever they feel like at, at, a, at a at a moment's notice and that's mm-hmm. just not how you build a gimmick match like money in the bank money in the bank was on his way to being one of the big pay-per-views huh? but they dropped the ball too much i i agree wholeheartedly in fact i view the money in the bank today the same way how i view the royal rumble 
today where yes the match itself is is fun it's great and it can be used to project someone's career not even because you know Royal Rumble that's for the main event at Wrestlemania money and bank it didn't even have to be the main event at Wrestlemania you could just take a guy or girl who has not won the heavyweight championship at all great give them the money and bank briefcase and then here get this you don't even need to win going back to hard point you don't even need to win. You could cash it in. You could have a good back and forth match with whoever the main person is. And then now you got people invested into that person. As long as you ride out that momentum, congratulations. You just built a whole new star without putting the strap on. Yep. Easy. Money in the bank can do that. And yes, to answer your question, single money in the bank has. Actually, no, I'll say it has. It has the potential to be one of the big four, being one of the big five. They just have to use it in the way, honestly, it was intended to be used. The same idea of the Royal Rumble to push somebody up, the Money in the Bank can do the same thing. Money in the Bank is probably one of the most top three easiest ways to build a storyline for somebody. Without like without trying, <laughs> without trying. They, like I said, they dropped the ball on another thing too. They should just inc include or incorporate just a rule in it that for the participants to be in the match, you have not ever had to win the world champion. You like, exactly like that. That should be a thing. Well, mainly for the men coming. I know the women roster is kind of depleted. So they really can't do that for them. Yeah, women, you got strap on. <laughs> yeah, women is like it's, it got to be free fall, but like for men, it has to be like somebody that has not won the title, which would make it better because that's the best way to build up somebody and mm -hmm. the best way for them to probably to win a title. They, they get a title off somebody's back, like just like for somebody like Roman Reigns, for instance, somebody just like that's that is that dominant, and you mm -hmm. know that you don't want them him to lose a match clean and fair no time soon. Look at that, yeah. All you gotta do is just have somebody random whoever win this uh, Money in the Bank match and just be a situation where Roman Reigns has had like a hard-fought match or whatever yeah. and he gets tired, he got beat up at the end, then you got this person coming to cash on him. And it, doesn't, it doesn't make him look weak at the end of the day because the way that they won the title off of him. He can always get the title back from him, a rematch yeah. clause, whatever, and y'all can just put the title back on him just like that for your actual next pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Not yourself main event right there. Like, it's... <laughs> that simple that's a formula that will honestly not get old anytime soon you can use that formula over and over because no one knows when you will actually cash in and it's yep. that history that unexpected that i wonder if and when is that 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 sense of what will happen that will always help out a superstar in those scenarios so yeah like we're somebody like roman reigns who's been dominating for the past two plus years Money in the bank would have been perfect to sensibly take the belt off of him and cause enough. See, there, there's too many positive things that can come from money in the bank if it was used properly. Right. Yeah. And I think it'll help out for something of that situation because since he's slowly moving to the part-time role, he's not going to be on TV as much. It helps yeah. out for the person who has the title. Then when he's finally want to do the match and bring him back, that it, see, it's just that simple. And speaking mm -hmm. of this whole thing with uh, Roman Reigns being part-time, you know, there are, and with him not participating in the shows, there's other people they pulled off of the show, either just like main face and heavy hitters. Like with him, he's not going to be on it. I think, uh, say like Brock Lesnar's not going to be on it. And like a few other people, I can't put my finger on it. I'm trying to think of the poster I saw on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's like a before and after. I'm not sure Ronda Rousey is going to be on the show either as well. Hmm. 
<laughs> so I basically anybody that has a top tier world title is not going to be on the show. And I just the main thing, the spiel for the whole thing is going to be the money in the bank match. And so with that going forward, uh, with not seeing the people that you pay the most money to and your stars and championship not being on pay-per-views that you want to be a big pay-per-view, it kind of hurts that as well and explains the low ticket sales possibly for that show. Tell it just on a gimmick match that you keep fumbling. People are used to seeing world title matches. So how are you going to take away the world title match and just replace it with the match that's already going to be there that you can't even ex- execute the winner, the, the build of the winner properly. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Right. So I don't know who's head marketing right now. That's some dumb, dumb stuff. Yeah. I have no idea. I said the, the future of WB sometimes worries me, but then Darren knows just this big, no billion dollar business entity that that's is going to keep on striving. is going to keep going through the cycle because it's, I don't see it like shrink because we see how the wrestling is, but it still remains on top some way, somehow, because that's the mainstream wrestling that people see. But sometimes, you know, I you can kind of see and maybe question like what is the future of WWE gonna look like? Because I know I asked y'all this question, y'all probably wonder like where I was going with this. Mm-hmm. It mainly re- revolves and stays in the fact of the McMahon family personally, because it's been their family business for so many years and so long but at the end of the day no let's just you know be realistic god forbid everything we know uh vince he's he's getting up there Mm -hmm. in age we know that uh you know triple h no he's had his health problems with you know everything is just you know like i said Mm -hmm. he 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 looked good and everything when he came back uh at wrestlemania no when i saw that you know he's returned back to work too as well but also another thing, Stephanie uh, basically stepped down from her role uh, for personal reasons. We don't know what that is for sure, but she stepped uh, down for her role. Yeah. And also, uh, I don't know what Shane is doing. We know Linda McMahon, she's not uh, doing things this with that. She's doing political stuff. So all that being said, with it being a family business and the family being the top dogs of this business, but in the future, I don't know, 10, 20 years possibly. What's it gonna look like from there? Is it still gonna so. be rent? <laughs> you said so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's where I see it going, man. I don't know. Nobody who we thought was gonna be in the position is in the position anymore. Triple H and Stephanie both seem to be on the outs. Shane come in when he want to leave when he want to. Linda right up there with Vince. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, he either gonna pass it on to somebody, or he gonna sell it. <laughs> See, I've been listening. I don't know if y'all been paying attention to CW Network. They're about to be sold again. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they canceling all of their big shows and everything else going around to to you know you know lighten the weight before they make that sale. And a lot of that seems parallel to what's going on in the WWE to me. Mm-hmm. So much talent. Uh, the, the way that they're booking events, the, the way that they're treating not only the, the superstars but the the, the uh, executives, like it, it just doesn't seem like it's a very cohesive environment right now. Everything seems up in the air. Mm-hmm. 
What's your name, J-Bo? Uh, it's, it's going to be sold eventually, uh, mainly because there, there's no one else in the McMahon family that's going to keep it, or, or right away that's going to keep it up. Uh, they have a, a con member that's in, uh, that's in the proper position, but even at that, okay, I... I, I, I want to do some do do some thinking back here because if we're looking at the future of the WWE, we got to look at how they're going to perform and how they're going to be successful. Because if you notice, and we all know that currently WWE is going back to its roots of its entertainment field, and honestly, anyone who's going to buy it, whether that be Disney or anyone else, they're going to try to keep that same entertainment field. That's what Vince is trying to do now. But the problem is back in the Attitude Era, when the entertainment industry was huge, where entertainment was more popular than wrestling, it worked because the fans did not have any real other outlet for good wrestling. We see now we had a good taste from Triple H's investments, which unfortunately, because of his health, you won't be able to do so, where we got a great balance of entertainment and wrestling. However, they don't really care about that anymore, so they're trying to go back to their roots. It's not going to work because that's that's not what the fans want nowadays. As far as where we see wrestling in 10 to 15 years, whoever buys it, whoever takes it, wherever it goes, they have to understand that the fan base is different from where they was years ago. If they want to be successful, they don't want there to be to inevitably go down because AEW is giving people the product that they actually want. What they have to do is realize there needs to, in this day and age, there needs to be a balance between wrestling and entertainment, period. There don't need to be a primary of entertainment anymore. That's that's old school, that's, that's attitude era, that's before then. So wherever it goes, if it's going to stay the WWE, there needs to be a separate, I don't really care who buys it, it just needs to be a straight focus between wrestling and entertainment, period. That's where I see the future right now. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I see too. That's what I'm saying. I, got to <laughs> I feel yeah. I, I just really hope Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels own the company at the end of the day. They they really need to run it. If they can run it like that did NXT for their, their good time span of years, that was a perfect balance and actually get the wrestlers that we need to see on that mm-hmm. mainstream TV. Everything yep. would be beautiful. Everything would be beautiful. That that's what's going to be successful nowadays. It, because I'm just afraid that even if it does get sold or or it gets passed on wherever and they keep that same that same energy with the entertainment focus, WWE may not even be around. It's it's honestly that McMahon effect that's keeping WWE where it's at now with the product they're putting out. True. Really. True. Oh, cool. I mean, uh, next time, uh, I don't want to talk about this topic no more because I want to stay on the stand with the whole WWE. So I'm talk about Ric Flair in this final match, but I feel like we all know how we feel about that. He shouldn't go in. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> who, who asked for this? Why does he want to wrestle at 70 plus years old? And it is, is you no, know, I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. Just, Ric Flair, just don't do it, please. Please, Vince just wrestled, he's 70 something years old. Who it, that's the how the Vince, match is gonna look, Vince okay. but but wait, did, did you actually see the match though? We, I was at your crib, we yeah. saw. Yeah, okay. I saw it in person. <laughs> that, that, that that we do not need to see that. Please. Was, was that in basketball time? Man, it looks like oh that's gonna be what's, what, what the new flavor gonna be. Like I said, that what, match what, on TV looked bad. I mean, now on TV in person, it looked bad. Did it right the first time? On TV, it looked a little bad because the angles no. and stuff like that. 
Yes, it was tad bit. No, no, it looked bad on TV. No, I didn't watch. I haven't watched WrestleMania on TV because I saw it first. I'm like, this is yeah. And they didn't have angles. They had that same camera angle the entire mess up when he tried to hit it and he went back. There was no camera switches. Smacked it. You saw from wherever you was at, but we had up close in person (laughs) on that that old camera. It was terrible. It was trash. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. Rick please don't do it. Just, just sit home and chill and just enjoy wrestling from the couch. Just please. Gosh, dude. We, no. we, we, will, we will all appreciate that. But there's one topic I do want to touch on real quick before we sign off for the day. And it's part of the episode. And I, I literally saw this last minute, probably like a couple hours ago. Yeah, a couple hours ago. Um, mm. It's about um, a wrestler that they have been pushing for a couple of years. But it seemed like uh, it's taking time to get into the business. That is Gable Stevenson or Gable Stevenson. Yeah. And I saw an article uh, saying that, uh, you know, possibly a room at the same time. They want to do another year of amateur wrestling. Okay. Okay. He's young, so I understand it, but. They keep putting them on TV and then nothing comes of it. It's going to cause his mystique or allure or whatever they think he has to fade. People going to stop caring about him. Right. In front of the, the audience and then, oh, no, he's not coming yet. That's, that's not going to work. Yeah, and, and if he does do another year on the amateurs, that opens up the opportunity for him to not have as good of a successful year. He already uh, he recently won, you know, a championship in, in some U.S. wrestling category, and then of course he's a medalist. Yeah, he yeah, he, he won an NCAA championship again two times okay. in a row. Yeah. So now, if he has another year, and let's say that year isn't as good, now he has to work off of a decreased momentum going into the WWE. Oh, well, now you just come to the WWE because your prior year wasn't as good. It, it, that that opens up the door for failure. So I I think will benefit him. He needs to ride that high, and he needs to come right into it if he wants to take advantage. Right. If you want to take all power to him, but I, I just think that's too risky right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that too as well. Like I said, you just this the best time to go into it is right now when you're high horse after winning the NCAA title, then getting your gold medal after that, then winning the NCAA title again. This you show you show that you're the best in our country, two times in a row story. You show that you're the best in the world in between those two titles. So, like, like I said, why risk it again? And I think most importantly, it is the pros and cons of this new NIL thing that's going on within the college. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he getting good money, getting paid well with these NIL deals, especially with being the, the dominant wrestling athlete that he is. And like, once he stops, then those those ads stop because once you get into WWE, like they own you. Yep. And you don't you don't have that luxury anymore. Now you have to perform and do whatever they tell you and ask you, and you don't have as much freedom, and now you're just in this hole. And so I kind of get maybe that standpoint from looking outside in on why he may feel that way and just get another year of, like, NIL money in with these advertisements and endorsements. So I'm not sure how it would go if he got signed, if he actually was fully invested and signed underneath the WWE. Because mm-hmm. it's going to cause a little bit more problems. Whew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
I wouldn't agree. Yeah, so like I said, I, just, I see you from both ways, you know, see him want to stay and see why he would go. But like I said, we'll see him wait, and hopefully we get to see him debut sometime soon because I need to see the hype, you know. Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to put down one of our brothers because I want to see him be successful, but I just want to see something. That's why not every amateur wrestler is in WWE, AEW. You got to right. be able to this. Everybody ain't gonna be Kurt Angle and uh and uh Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm ready to see what you got, especially because you a brother. Exactly. You know? Benjamin, exactly. Same thing. You know, everybody ain't gonna be that. That's the last black collegiate um wrestler that's really had any prominence. And people wanted him to be a world champ. It never happened. So <laughs> he should have been. Yeah. Been. But yeah, it's a lot hanging on that. Right. Looking at so we're gonna see but with all that being said thank y'all for tuning in thank y'all for joining us for episode 50 my brothers this is the 50th episode of nola rose podcast it's been a long journey with y'all it's been a long time coming but we're finally here and everything and like i said like out of the 50 episodes that we have done what has been your favorite episode so far Oh, my favorite episode to this day is when Char- uh, uh, Harv invited Charlotte Flair for the first time. Uh, <laughs> that was gold. That was oh, good, man. Yeah. I still like the wine episode. The wine episode was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, the wine episode. Wine episode was good. Wine episode was good. Yeah. Oh, sh- I'm trying to think what my favorite one was because that was the Charlotte one was good. The wine episode was good. Uh, I think I'm trying to see what was my favorite one. Uh, I forgot what episode it was, but it was the episode where me and Harp actually had a 10 minute back and forth. Yeah, what yeah. was it? Was, it was in the beginning of the episode, it was a single digit episode, it was, it was between four through seven. Yes, it was because y'all was debating about Naomi's legitimate problem. Yes, that was it, and we, we were having a full fledged <laughs> argument about it. <laughs> I think that's probably like one of the episodes I spoke the most on and was actually like heavily invested on the topic. And then you just sit in the back, just watch, just listen. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look who's still in the in the in the news after all this time, man. All this time. <laughs> look, look who the people still want to see get more opportunities. I um, agree. I agree. Um, oh yeah, you should. You should. That's right. I never said she shouldn't. I just said she would. You know, we're going to let it go. If you want to hear about it, go check it out on that episode. You'll see it. You'll see the Tyler thing. It's probably episode four, seven, one of the other. But yeah, but like I said, thank y'all for tuning in for episode 50. We got more to come. Like, big shout out to all y'all uh, tuning in, all the viewers, all the listeners, subscribers, everything, and all that. Oh, yeah. Also, another thing before I sign up real quick. I made my manager debut. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Y'all go, y'all go check that out. Glory Pro Wrestling. Go, go look into that. There goes a manager now for Mike Outlaw. Go yes. tune in. The Bandana Brigade. Yes, all that. The greatest of all time. That is him. But yeah. But anyway, like I said, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for doing everything to support us any way possible. But before y'all sign up, do y'all one simple favor for us, and that is to follow us on all social media platforms, KTR underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Nola Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Nola Rose Podcast. 
all podcast platforms. We got Google Podcasts, we got Spotify, we got Anchor, we have Apple Podcasts, we have Podbean, we own everything. And don't forget to get your merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash KTR Podcast. This is episode 50. KTR, no, 50, that was my football number in my junior year after, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is episode 50, KTR. We are KTR, hashtag KTR, and we are out. Remind the people of what they should be doing, Big Hard. If we ain't told them once, we ain't told them at least 49 times. So for the 50th time, baby, pump those numbers. Yeah. That don't compute in my mind, I must be out of mind Black fist high, rally up before we out of time